It's Sunday, June 28th, and you're listening to The Uprise Daily. We are a volunteer group of activists around the country compiling daily city-by-city headlines from the uprising against racism and police brutality. Our work is by no means comprehensive. With that said, here's what happened over the last few days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, June 25th through the 27th. In Los Angeles, California, weekly protests against the district attorney took place with record number of protesters outside of the Hall of Justice. The Los Angeles Unified School District, the second largest school district in the country, voted down a resolution from board member Monica Garcia to reduce the police budget by 90% over three years and reallocate the money to social services. Roughly $20 million goes to policing the LA public school system. The LA County Board of Supervisors this week voted in favor of a proposal instructing the county's CEO to report back to the board with options for reallocating the county's substantial funding in the jail system instead to alternatives to incarceration. This decision comes after victories in recent years from Black Lives Matter to successfully stop a $3.5 billion expansion of the county's jail system and passed Measure R, which provides substantial oversight and accountability to the county's criminal justice system, with 70% of the vote in March. In St. Petersburg, Florida, marches took place on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday as the city approaches 30 days of consecutive protest. On Saturday, a daytime march took to the streets in a Black Lives Matter Pride Solidarity March. The city's annual Pride Parade, which had been scheduled to take place this weekend, was canceled due to COVID-19. A slightly smaller evening march took place in which protesters shut down the Snell Isle Bridge, which is one of the only ways onto the wealthy Snell Isle neighborhood. In Atlanta, Georgia, on Friday afternoon, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed House Bill 426, Georgia's first hate crime law. The bill, however, provides many protections for police officers. Georgia's NAACP president, James Woodall, said that the bill is a, quote, dog whistle, saying that under the guise of public policy, black people's lives do not matter. Protests continued to push for measures to defund and abolish the police. Several protests are planned in the upcoming week as Georgians push for the removal of more Confederate monuments. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, on Friday, hundreds of people rallied outside of the police station and then marched to the former home of a community member who had been killed by the police. In New York City, on Friday, fewer decentralized actions occurred compared to previous weeks, with Black Lives Matter protests energy being funneled into the Occupy City Hall encampment, which is now drawing about 2,000 protesters daily. Among a list of demands is that the NYPD be defunded by at least a billion dollars. A city budget for 2021 is expected on June 30th. In a radio interview Saturday morning, Mayor Bill de Blasio skirted around the issue of defunding the police and claimed he had already, quote, redistributed funds to black and brown communities. He also stated in no unequivocal terms that the NYPD would remain in the New York school system, something that activists have been fighting for years. It was also announced that 17 New York City corrections officers will face, quote, disciplinary measures in the death of Leilene Polanco, a trans woman of color who died after having a seizure in solitary confinement on Rikers Island while being held on low-level charges. On Saturday, thousands of cyclists engaged in a miles-long street protest in a, quote, moving billboard action for Black Lives. Many cyclists concluded their actions at the encampment at the City Hall Autonomous Zone, which is now entering its fifth day. The occupation contains a people's library, daily assemblies, medics, and an abundant supply of free donated foods. This food is not only feeding thousands of people who attend the camp daily, it's also being distributed to people who are unhoused already living in the City Hall vicinity. On Saturday night, members of the Occupy City Hall mobilized at City Councilman Corey Johnson's home in Chelsea to demand he support a call to defund the police. 
Additionally, on Saturday, People's Budget Speakout was held in Prospect Park. Hundreds of people were in attendance. In Portland, Oregon, an Abolish ICE rally in March took place downtown on Friday and connected the struggle of immigrants and indigenous folks to the movement for black lives. The march went by murals created for those murdered by police and chanted their names. Azteca dancers performed a prayer ceremony and the crowd erupted when breaking news was announced that a judge ruled that children must be released from ICE concentration camps. Downtown protests gathered at the Justice Center and were threatened by police with use of force for pointing lasers at security cameras. On Thursday night, a fire was started at a Northeast Portland police precinct and police used CS gas on the crowd. Windows were also broken and several arrests were made. In Eugene, Oregon, protesters marched in the Thurston area of neighboring Springfield, an area known for racist pro-Trump ideology. Protesters were surrounded by police and armed motorcyclists who attempted to box them in. This weekend, Black Unity, a group of local activists, collected donations of food and toiletries to help the unhoused community. Transponder, a local trans rights organization, held a pride march in honor of black trans women. A second march was held in the Thurston area of neighboring Springfield on Saturday. Police and white nationalists clashed with protesters who remained peaceful despite attempts to provoke and escalate violence by police. In Seattle, Washington, on Thursday, a class action lawsuit was filed against the city by a collection of Capitol Hill real estate companies and developers and small business owners over the mayor's response to the CHOP, formerly the Autonomous Zone. Known Proud Boy and agitator Tosatala Tiny Tosi was arrested in Oregon over an assault captured on video at the CHOP last week in violation of his parole that prohibited him from leaving Portland or attending any protests. Discussions over the continuation of the CHOP have been taking place, with many activists packing up and leaving or moving tents closer to the abandoned precinct. It is unclear from various organizers how activists will proceed. On Thursday afternoon, at least three different marches converged upon the West Precinct, which has now had the attention of daily protests. On Friday, a well-known protester was arrested at gunpoint on felony harassment charges after she was racially profiled at a T-Mobile store attempting to purchase a phone charger. She was arraigned on Saturday and released with no bail. The mayor has announced that barricades at the CHOP will be removed sometime today after a closed-door meeting happened with several CHOP representatives who were criticized for not being properly prepared to pressure the mayor with demands. Saturday afternoon, approximately 150 cyclists gathered for a 13-mile ride through the neighborhoods of Seattle organized by Peace Peloton, a black-led organization whose mission is to peacefully demonstrate on bicycles for economic reform and opportunity for black people. The protest ride routes cyclists to black-owned businesses to increase spending at the destinations and bring awareness to economic equality. With such a positive turnout over the last month, Bicycle groups in San Francisco, Brooklyn, and London have reached out to start their own peace pelotons. Those are the updates we were able to compile for today. Stay tuned for more updates tomorrow from today and tonight's events. And please be sure to visit our website, Uprise Daily, which now includes an interactive map and a text version of these daily updates. Thanks for listening.